What's going on everyone? This is Timothy with the ID Consultant. I hope everyone's doing fantastic today. It is freaking crazy in California. The weather is going nuts. Clients are going nuts. Everyone is going crazy. Yesterday it was like 91. Today is 91 degrees and then like Wednesday it's going to be 57. So I'm anticipating that. I just got over being super, super sick. I took a trip to Dallas, Texas and I got really really grossly sick i was coughing i was sneezing i sounded like death and i still sound kind of like death i have like the cough still that's going to be lingering for the next eight freaking weeks in any case this episode is really really important to me because we're going to talk about managing new client expectations and not even just new clients we're talking about managing clients expectations in general because it is literally rocket science i'm not even kidding you've heard it Clients are listening to you and then they misconstrue what you say or what you do. And it's just purely because they did not have the right expectation. And it comes down to, guess what? You. You as a designer, you didn't do your job. You didn't give them the right expectations and they're forming their own opinions about it. So what we're going to do is talk about some of the expectations that we could set and how to set those expectations as designers and decorators. So Without further ado, the first is set clear deliverables. So it comes down to your scope of work on your contract. I go through this on the designer toolkit about having a scope of work and it's in the contract part. It's a huge part of the contract because it goes through every little thing. We've actually talked about this on the episode two where you have to make sure that you literally put every damn thing on the scope as possible. If you don't think that you should put it on there, just put it on there. Like, I'm not even kidding. Talking about selecting a shelf, like a floating shelf for your client's office, well, guess what? You should certainly put down in the scope that you're also going to select the screws that go into that shelf. Scope out everything. And the reason why is because if the wrong screws are used by the contractor or whoever, like if your client decides, hey, you know what? Screw Tim. I'm going to go buy those screws myself. And if they're not what they were scoped out to be, it kind of releases you from that liability. Um, if you scope out that that particular item or product and it's not it's not purchased by whoever purchased it, um, then it kind of alleviates you as liability. Like, look, I scoped that out. So that's what should have been delivered. So send your clients highly detailed list of deser- uh, deliverables that contain realistic deadlines for each of the item. Now, that's also important, too. But you also have to understand with like custom furniture, it's almost impossible to give an exact deadline. It's an exact time frame. Yes, but the exact day uh, it doesn't really work with custom furniture you can kind of get that but it's better to be safe than sorry don't ever sit there and say hey it's going to be delivered on november 12th because november 11th comes and you just find out that that shipment just went out and it's going to be two weeks because it's coming from some ambiguous place in the middle of nowhere guess what now you're in trouble by your client because you told them it's going to be delivered on the 12th and now your whole project is delayed we don't like that d word so by doing that it's actually going to ensure that both you and your client are on the same page and share the same expectations it's really important to build that relationship with your client number two be authentic There's too much fluff in business proposals. (laughs) Fluff is good in Huskies, but not in business. People love 
to overpromise and they um, so so really just be authentic talk to the client about what you're willing to do for them and what you hope to achieve from the relationship and transparent be transparent about the challenges and obstacles that revolve around that we've already talked about the transparency part of the business I hope some of you are actually implementing that because it's huge an honest assessment of the potential and challenges of the relationship is more effective and it sets realistic expectations on how the client is going to be working with you. So that is super important. Then we go on to establishing regular communication. I am fucking huge when it comes to communication. I hate it. It is my biggest now, I don't hate communication. I hate it when clients don't communicate. I'll um, email a client and some of them don't get back to me for three days. I'm like, dude, you realize that you're spending $100,000 on this kitchen and you're not communicating with me? Shame on you. So start always, always start with good communication. Reach out to each other on a regular basis, on a daily basis. Stay on top of expectations and you always stay on top of perspectives about how the relationship is going. Make sure you control that relationship because your client will control you. It's very, very simple. This means asking the client how they want to communicate and how often. Put it in their ballpark. Say, hey, client, we're, my, my forte is communicating with you. So um, let's talk about how long we're going to communicate for and, and, and how frequently. Um, I have clients, if I don't set the expectation that I'm going to talk to them for, mm, I don't know, like exactly 30 minutes sorry you just heard that noise in the background that was my email client in any case exactly 30 minutes they're gonna be on the phone for fucking three hours no doubt no doubt about it and i'm not about to sit there on the phone like it's my grandmother i already have those calls on my grandmother i don't need a second grandmother to give me two hour phone calls (laughs) so communication is key next personality get to know them um so get to know their personality get to know them on a personal level. Personality goes a really long way with clients. You need to make sure that your personality um, works well with them and you also need to personally get to know them. Showing them that you're a real human could go a really long way with your clients and really building a business relationship with them. Understanding their values, goals, struggles, and interests as a person can help you figure out how to work with them. Here's the thing, I've talked about it before. As a designer, you should be asking your clients these kind of questions and get to personally know them anyway because you need to design based on who them excellent so if you're not getting to know your clients as if they're your best friend then what the fuck are you doing designing their house oh wait you'd be a decorator (laughs) just kidding (laughs) so mad um any case any any in any case sorry i stuttered getting to know them and i'm not talking about you know asking them to go to dinner with you or inviting them over to your family dinner no just just talk to them as a fucking human being don't talk to them like they're a client don't talk to them like they're some sort of person beneath you you're you're a designer or decorator you're there for a job but you also want to make sure that they're comfortable with you because if they're not comfortable with you, that's when questions arise about why it took you three hours to draw their kitchen in, you know, in AutoCAD in 3D and why it took you X amount of time for this and X amount of time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Next, always sign a contract. I think that's a really a no-brainer because you should be signing a contract. But drafting a contract prints in detail what the expectations of you as a designer is. And it also sets an expectation that the designer has for the client and vice versa. The client also needs to have expectations too. They're hiring you. They're the one giving you the money. So their expectations also matter. 
Don't ever lose sight of that, ever. Next, set realistic expectations. So they must be outlined accurately from the very beginning. Don't sit there in the project and then, by the way, in the middle of the project, be like, oh, client, <laughs> guess what? This is how it really has got to be. Well, no, you already screwed that up. You can't do that. So set expectations from the very beginning. That first meeting, set expectations. These discussions need to be had early on. If a client expects something that's impossible, you are setting them up for disappointment if you don't tell them that that's impossible. If uh, let, that literally goes down to even talking about the budget. If you are in a kitchen renovation and your client says, hey, you know, Tim, I have, um, let's say, $20,000 to redesign my kitchen, you need to be like, yeah, so uh, was that an Ikea kitchen? Because 20000 is not really going to get you much. It's probably not even going to get you an Ikea kitchen, to be quite frank with you. So you need to be able to be, um, you need to be able, actually, I should say, to have that conversation with your clients and letting them know, look, Jane, this is not going to work out because you need 100000 to accomplish the things that you want to accomplish in your dream kitchen. So um, next, be transparent. We had a whole conversation about this, so I'm just going to refer you back to that episode. I don't remember which one it is because I barely remember what I had for breakfast, but go back onto uh, the podcast and listen to the transparent one. Uh, it's really, really informative. But in short, over time, you'll develop a list of reasons why your client relationships go wrong. Well, uh, we make it a habit of sharing some of those stories um, and on the podcast, and honestly, transparency goes to a long way, and it's a really good way to be um, to, to be able to set those right expectations. Some clients just don't want to hear your transparency shit, but that's okay because they don't need to. They, they should hear it anyway, and you should just give it to them anyway. And I'm going to say one more. You know what? No, there's other things on my mind. Number eight, I think this is. I'm not reading. Don't worry. Be honest. This is obviously important to be clear with your clients about you know what they're going to be receiving. Um, this is something that can be done when you review the signing uh, or signing the contract. Uh, a clear itemized list review um, over the phone will provide a clear great deal of clarity. Wait, clear, great deal of clarity. That doesn't sound right. It will provide a great deal of clarity. There we go. That's it. I haven't had coffee today, so I'm running on fumes at the moment, and I'm a little sick. So anyway, the most important thing is to be honest from the beginning. Again, from the beginning. Your clients want to know that they can trust you. They're giving you thousands of dollars to do their house, to renovate. This is changing their environment, their life, what they um, go home to every fucking day. You're changing that. The least you could do is show them you're honest. Don't fabricate shit either. I know a lot of designers who fabricate things. Actually, I'll tell you a quick story. There is this designer. Um, okay, backtrack. There is uh, a employee that I hired. Not really an employee. She was kind of like a freelancer. And um, so she came from a design firm in Beverly Hills. And she had said, oh, well, you know, I'm leaving because ABCXYZ. But one thing that stuck in, in my head because of this whole thing was... The designer had found or sourced a silk wallpaper, and it was some crazy fucking number, like $200 a yard uh, for silk wallpaper. And the designer said, hey, if you order this with me within the next week, I can definitely get you a huge discount. Well, guess what he wound up doing? Finding silk wallpaper from a different vendor that was like $19 a yard. Don't. Why does that keep going on? Anyway, don't do that. You're stupid. Anyway, 
Think like the customer. So um, the client will tell you what they expect. They might not share everything because they're uncomfortable explaining it or they forgot. So it's important that you, as a designer, need to think like the client and put your feet in their shoes, not literally, figuratively. Um, understand where they're coming from. It, I read clients all day, every day. Um, clients will tell me, yeah, my budget's 10000 but I add a zero to that because I know that's what they really mean. They're just afraid that you're going to spend it all. Okay, um, and just be confident with it. Um, and I think I would say the last thing I can say is don't be afraid to walk away. I'm guilty of this. I've taken on clients where I seriously fucking regretted dealing with them. And through the whole entire process, I literally just dread even the thought of them. I got a text and I was like, ugh, this client. And, you know, you just need to be upfront and super clear about the deliverables and make sure that the client or partner understands this prior to the engagement. But more importantly, don't be afraid to check them in their spot. And if they don't want to stay in their spot, then you fucking run away. Don't be afraid to. And you cut ties with that client because it's going to be much better that way anyway. They don't value you. If they're not going to listen to you and understand those expectations and set some realistic ones themselves, they simply don't value you as a designer. Thanks so much for listening. I love you guys. Um, Don't forget to check the website. We have tons of resources. The designer toolkit is on sale for $99. And on sale meaning it's going to be like that forever. Get it? It's got a lot of useful shit in there. You can also get the ebook. The ebook was for free, but I got so many freaking requests for it. So now I have to sell it. It's 20 bucks. It's nothing. It's like lunch money. Just go and get it. It's going to help you with your business. Put it that way. You're investing in your business. Get the designer toolkit. It's going to give you some marketing ideas. It's going to give you all this shit. And then the ebook you can literally like use that for your well you can't use that exact one but you can mimic it and give that to your clients and you're gonna get more projects because of it in any case subscribe give me a um, a, a review uh, whether it's positive or negative i don't give a shit just help me out with my review and again i love you all thanks so much for listening in namaste